Welcome back, Norfolk enjoyers and enjoyers of Norfolk from beyond Norfolk. We are back again this week. This is Steph. And Andrew. From Enjoying Norfolk. Um, They let us make another episode. And by they, I mean we, because that is the beauty and the curse of running your own business. There's no one to stop us. (laughs) This week, we are going to talk about a subject fairly close to um, both our hearts. I think that's right I'm saying. Uh, And that is food. So, entitled Norfolk Whittles. Um, For those not familiar with the local dialect, Whittles means food and drink. And Norfolk has bountiful food and drink. Um, So, this will be one of several episodes, I imagine, where we'll cover food. Um, We thought we'd talk about food that we'd enjoyed over the past few months while we've been mostly in lockdown. Yeah. But before we get on to uh, this week's topic, we just want to say thanks to everyone who downloaded last week's podcast. Uh, We were really blown away by um, how much you said you enjoyed it, which is fantastic considering it's our first one and we really don't know what we're doing. (laughs) We had loads of feedback on Smells of Norfolk, including some suggestions of smells that we had um, omitted to mention. We did. And and one of them, which, uh, yes, uh, we did forget to mention, um, which I smelt quite a lot in the Cantley area. And that is the smell that comes from the sugar beet factory. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about it afterwards when a couple of people mentioned that that reminded them of their childhood, um, of playing football in a football ground that was in the shadow of the Cantley factory. And it's definitely a really evocative smell of Norfolk, I think. There should yeah. Be. yeah. I don't know whether I like the smell or not. Or it's a big... Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's yeah. a warm smell. I don't Very. know if it's nice, but I do. I quite like it, but it isn't nice, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's a strange smell, but it yeah. definitely reminds me of Norfolk. Definitely, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. We also had a number of people confirm... That indeed, you could eat all the chocolate you wanted mm. while going around the chocolate factory. We did, yes. <laughs> so, and the interesting question I have relating to that is, considering I went to the school actually in the shadow of the chocolate factory across the road at Bignold, we never visited. Why not? Why? Why did everyone in Norfolk, and literally everyone seems to have gone there, well, apart from you, Andrew. Yeah, apart from us too. Apart from us. Managed to make it inside the chocolate factory. Apparently, you could eat loads of chocolate on the way around, and most people got a massive goodie oh, bag of chocolate on leaving. I know. Sad times. So they sad managed times. to take our school on a trip about 20 miles away to Gresson Hall, which, <laughs> may I say, is also a fantastic place to visit, but they couldn't just walk us across the road to the Round Trees factory. There you go. Sad times. <laughs> right, so what are we looking at this week, Andrew? What are we talking about? This week, we are going to talk about um, food that we have had, uh, we have experienced um, during, well, the whole of this kind of like lockdown, lockdown easing period. Um, throughout the course lockdown of, one, two, three. Yep. <laughs> and the easings of them and the tears. All of <laughs> those. a lot of tears. <laughs> <laughs> the food that we have, because one of the things, when it first started, one of the things I was really missing was the ability to just pop out. Lockdown, when lockdown, yeah, when lockdown started. first started, yeah, um, was the ability to um, to pop out, pop in somewhere, get some food, get a takeaway, going out for a meal. Such a nice treat, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So we thought we'd discuss some of the experiences we've had. Indeed, yeah. And um, what I'd like to point out, first of all, is is that um, we 
made a real effort to support um, as many local businesses as possible with things like takeaways because when all other aspects of their businesses were closed, it was really all they could sort of offer to keep going. So it sounds like we sort of compiled a little list before we did this. <laughs> it sounds like all we did was get takeaways. I'd like to point out now that is not the case. Not the case, no. We reserve takeaways for occasional treats <laughs> or when we're utterly sick of cooking, which if anyone has been cooking for their family during this pandemic will realise, particularly when you've had the kids at home since about March, that's a lot of cooking. Um, and every now and then you just don't want to do it. You don't want to cook and you'd rather not do too much washing up either. So uh, we've only had sort of lockdowns, uh, lockdown takeaways occasionally, um, but we have managed to sample quite a few. Um, but then it's been yeah. about 10 months, hasn't it? So Yeah, so, so it's not a big list for 10 months, is it? <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Um, so, Andrew, would you like to um, kick off where have been some of the nice places that you have had lockdown food yeah lockdown food well i think um the the nicest well the the ones that i've liked are the, are the actual takeaway ones um that i'd like to start with and we've been to um been to a couple um one is fat ted's street food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and we've um they, they had a place uh they've, well they've got a place in sheringham um but they also have pop-ups every now and again we also went to one at in Holcombe, I think. Was it a yeah, feast? Yeah, that was uh, when between lockdowns they had um, they managed to have a feast in the park. I think it was. Yeah. Over a weekend, which had lots of local stalls and vendors and producers and street food and that kind of thing, and they had a fat Ted's, their little sort of portable wagon. Yeah, in the park there. Yeah, they? that was, was lovely. Yeah, which was lovely, and um, yeah, I particularly loved their um, flatbreads. Mm, they do delicious they flatbreads. Do. Yeah. yeah, and I quite like their dirty fries. Uh, which yeah. are basically fries loaded with all sorts of other delicious toppings. Um, they have good line in veggie food as they well do. as meat. Yeah, so, they do. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Sheringham Fatheads, is that there permanently? I think it is their permanent residence. Okay, there. yeah, because we went there once again in an easing and got some food there and they ate it on the coast, didn't we? We ate it by the sea. Yeah, I, th- I, I say it's per- It's kind of like a, a, a kiosk, isn't it, between mm. the two buildings there. Yeah. Um, but I think that is where they first originated from. And, uh, and yeah, lovely. We, we got the takeaway there and uh, we went down to the seafront. Didn't we? Yeah, and if you want to have a look, their website is fatheads.com and they also are very active on um, Instagram and whatnot. Um, as I say, or as Andrew said, they pop up here, there and everywhere. Um, weekends usually during this kind of period, I think. Yeah. So you'll have to see where they're going to be next. They do concentrate quite heavily in North Norfolk as well, yeah. don't they? So if yeah. you're local to that area, then um, maybe give them a go. So... Um, where else, Andrew? Where else have we eaten? Well, well, we wouldn't, uh, we couldn't have gone through lockdown with, uh, without a visit to um, to Eric's, no. Eric's Fish and Chips, Eric's Fish and Chips, yeah. Um, uh, and but actually, for this time, we, we a lot of the time we go to Fornham, don't we? When we've been up on the coast, we do like Fornham Drove Orchard. Before we go into the Fish and Chips, shall we oh. just explain who Eric is? Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, so if yeah. you've been to, if you're aware of, there's a fabulous boutique hotel on the coast road up at Titchwell called Titchwell Manor. And uh, Eric Snaith is the owner. Uh, it's been he his is. family a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Right, I'm saying. And um, so they, I think they're at least one or maybe two rosette restaurant there, I think. Um, Ooh, could be. Could be. Could be more than that. 
They are well awarded Dr. anyway. Check, yeah. um, very, very lovely food, very lovely place to stay. Um, but a while ago, uh, Eric opened a fish and chips shop in Drove Orchards in Thornham, uh, a little way along the coast, and it was rather fabulous. And subsequently, they've opened one in Holt as well. So now you can kind of get one at either side of the sort of North Norfolk. Yeah. Um, you can dine in in um, unlockdown times. Uh, or you can take away, you can sit outside and that kind of thing. And we tend this lovely treat we enjoy if we manage to get up to the coast, isn't it? To go yeah, to Eric's. definitely. Kids love definitely. it. We yeah. love it. Really, really nice. So, yeah, so we went to Holt and got Eric's fish and chip, didn't we? Yep. Where did take we away. end up eating that? Was it in we, the car? Well, yes, that is a sore point because <laughs> I had just cleaned the car and I was loath for anybody to be eating in the but car. we couldn't find anywhere else to go. <laughs> and it was a bit cold. There was nowhere to sit as well. No. There was literally nowhere to sit. It was still lockdown. The problem with um, <laughs> lockdown eating and takeaways. They did click and collect. We did click and collect where you, um, through the website, you order what you want. You go um, pick it up. It's very socially distanced and safe, etc. Um, and then we took it away. <laughs> and then we were going to, we were looking for something. We, were th- we thought about Holt Country Park. I don't know whether that was closed or just too busy. Yeah, just too busy. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was freezing. And so in the end, we just ate it in the, car, in the clean car that you'd cleaned. <laughs> Luckily, oh. everybody was warned and nobody made a mess. <laughs> Luckily, indeed. Yeah. But um, yeah, they do. Uh, one thing I have to note about um, Eric's Fish and Chips and um, uh, is is not only do they do fish and chips, but they do a variety of different things. And I think you you like a, a, a vegetarian option there. Mm, the arancini balls. Oh, the arancini balls. Yeah. Yes, I've tried them as well. They are very nice indeed. Um, but one thing, sometimes I go there and I just get sausage and chips um, because they do a fantastic uh, battered sausage. Uh, and I think it's um, Dingley Dell pork um, is the sausage. Um, but if you're a fan of the sausage, um, you have to go and try that battered sausage from Eric's It's a good chips. sausage. It is. Very good indeed. Very good indeed. <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, they do wonderful chips at Eric's. And um, they do have some unique things as well. So over Easter, they were doing battered cream eggs. They do battered jam sandwiches. They do, yeah. Oh, yeah. just, uh, yeah. All the naughty treats, basically. <laughs> indeed. And also, it's really good value. The thing I love about fish and chips is, is that you can go out with a family of four um, and feed everyone really well for probably, well, for le- much less than £30. Yeah. Which yeah. is really, really good, I Definitely. think. So, um, yeah, so Eric's um, Fat Heads. We also sampled, so Eric's not content with um, conquering the world of fish and chips, <laughs> as well as um, fine dining. He has now branched into pizza. Uh, also at Drove Orchards. Had to be done. Had to be yeah, done. Yeah. So Drove Orchards in Thornham is a quite a sort of little... What's the word? Collection of shops and businesses? Yeah, on the, on the... Independent far, yeah. shops and businesses. Yeah. Um, just off the A149, is that? Yes, yeah. off the coast, yeah. So again, if you're local um, and you can get takeaways from there now, go. Obviously, we wouldn't encourage you at this stage of the game to travel very, very far because that, that would be naughty. It would. Um, but in normal times, definitely have a look at Drove Orchards. They've got some fantastic shops there and um, you've got Eric's Fish and Chips and also Eric's Pizza which yeah. we managed to check out just before we were locked down again for the third time. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. So we'll have to leave it a bit now before we get back. Again, there. I know. And they were good pizzas, weren't it's, they? It's a new venture. It's a totally new venture, isn't it? Yes, and it's in, in the, the yurt. Yeah. Yeah. In the yurt that has been there for a, for a, for a while. A long time. Um, and again, yeah, it was. Uh, we ate this in the car again, which is... <laughs> Okay. Glamorous, glamorous. We have a lot of car picnics. Yeah. 
it being Britain. <laughs> <laughs> but that was very nice. Yeah, very nice they indeed. They were very good yeah. pizzas. I could actually eat pizza pretty much every day of the week. Um, I love it. And wood-fired. 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 Yeah, yep. wood-fired oven. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, so wood-fired oven, really fresh ingredients. Literally, they make it to order. And they're really uncomplicated but delicious. And they have yeah. really interesting flavours. And for one of the pizzas, we just got a massive garlic bread. And actually, that oh. was a genius move. Yeah. That was so good. Delicious, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. So nice. And again, fantastic value. All got eaten and wait i want to say less than about 25 quid but i think it was at least less than 30 pounds definitely not to, for yeah, everyone no, to was, eat yeah i think the pizza is a child are, pizza i think pizza is so. a maximum of nine pound a pizza i think something, something like that yeah yeah, yeah. For, the, like. for the adult pizza which is yeah. pretty sizable yeah. so so yeah another fantastic place so uh yeah so eric's fish chips eric's pizza we also um got some takeaways from some norwich Place yeah, as well, so those were all course, in North yeah. Norfolk when we were allowed to travel a bit further afield. But um, being located in Norwich, we also um, frequented some local places over the last few months as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, not just takeaways. So we got we got a takeaway from Tofry. Tofry, yeah. Now, if um, if anybody doesn't know um, about Tofry, they're mm. they're um, uh, on St Gregory's Alley. They are now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were on Pottergate. Yep. Yeah. Now St Gregory's Alley. Yeah. Which is, uh, they've got a lovely um, well, shop and a cafe. Vegan deli yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 100% vegan. 100%. Yep. Yep. So everything in there. So it's absolutely fantastic if you are veggie or vegan because you can go in and choose anything and they have a really wide range of stuff. But if you're not vegetarian or vegan, as you are not, Andrew, no. still there's some pretty delicious offerings, aren't oh, there? Yep. Yep. The sausage rolls. Um Delicious, mm, yeah. The vegan sausage rolls. Yeah, vegan rolls, absolutely delicious. And um, apparently, they all of their soya, um, unless they run out, I presume, all of their soya is grown in Norfolk. It is. It is now. I think. Is it? Yeah, because make they their, make the tofu yeah. from soya. I think now, obviously, correct. We may be a bit incorrect with the details here, but so the soya makes the tofu, and tofu is like a kind of proteinous meat substitute for vegans and vegetarians isn't it so you yeah. can use it in all sorts of things um from pasties and sausage rolls to um sweet dishes yeah and that and that kind yeah. of thing so um and they also make the soy milk as well they make from the they soybeans do. as well yeah. so um yeah. and i think yeah i think it's all grown well, the majority of it now is grown locally which has been yeah. a recent ish yeah. initiative from them so which is fabulous again absolutely which, fabulous yeah. cutting down on those um transportation miles yeah so it's good for the environment yep. um and also just a really really stand-up local company doing really really well yeah, so it's really, really well nice. actually, yeah. yeah and we are yeah. massive fans and sometimes we have to check ourselves in norwich actually and force, force ourselves to go and eat somewhere else because we like going there so much <laughs> and we wouldn't have anyone else to talk about if we just kept eating at tofu rye we wouldn't no, but um no. definitely worth checking out um their savory stuff's really good but their sweet stuff is very good too isn't it yeah cakes and that sort yeah, of thing the they make some and, pretty yeah. delicious looking cakes yeah. you just have to look at their instagram to see oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah any of their social accounts you will find cake basically <laughs> images of cake to tempt you in you cannot beat that um, i don't i don't know what they're doing at the present time but i think they're, they're over the ever lockdowns they offered a delivery service and a takeaway yeah they were doing so. takeaway or sort of click and collect order online fantastically since the since lockdown one almost a year ago now, a lot of these businesses have kind of evolved so that they have an online 
ordering facility so that you can even order fish and chips online pay for it and then just rock up at the time you've selected and pick it up yeah. so that's really nice that's actually that's a really interesting thing isn't it the evolution of local food businesses because oh, in lockdown yeah. one there weren't many people offering that and then by the end of lockdown one which yeah. was about 100 days or something so um we saw the emergence of these online ordering systems so it's it's completely contactless you can pay yep. by card and to be able to do that with things like um fish and chips and that sort of thing from independence and stuff is really really nice a lot of them do use things like delivery and stuff as well yep. but and obviously the click and collect options well, yeah exactly is, it's sort of ready for yeah. you you turn up with your mask yep. um, if you want you can wear gloves obviously but there's usually lots of sanitizer available grab what you want and then go The final place we want to talk about where we've enjoyed a couple of lockdown takeaways over the past 10 months, haven't we? Yeah, we we have, yeah. Is a little place just outside Norwich called The Bird in Hand, based in Renningham. And they do a mean vegan offering, which I particularly enjoy. I got vegan fish and chips from there um, quite recently and it was is it battered banana flour or something it like is that? yeah yeah fantastic and it tasted really had the texture of fish it didn't taste fishy which is a good thing in my opinion if you're trying to be a vegan and having vegan fish and chips but it had a really amazing texture no it did i tried some didn't i and uh, yeah just like fish yeah basically. and you had the halloumi katsu, katsu curry, curry. Yeah. yeah also vegetarian at least yep, yep at least yeah very nice indeed yeah so we we tracked down Alex, who is uh, one of the co-owners of The Bird in Hand, and uh, asked him a few questions about their experience over the past year and um, plans for the future of their food. So we have got Alex with us, who is from The Bird in Hand at Renningham. Uh, hello, Alex. Hey guys, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Um, would you like to just um, sort of introduce yourself um, and your business to our listeners? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So uh, my name's Alex Brake. Um, I'm one of the co-owners of the Bird and Hand of Renningham, a little pub restaurant nestled eight miles south of Norwich. Fabulous, lovely. So Alex, um, yeah, I just wanted to wonder whether you could expand a bit on the food that you all the delicious food that you have on offer there at the at the bird in hand well that's changed a bit Andy to be honest with you um, of course yeah when we, got, <laughs> um, when we got thrust into lockdown um, it's almost a year ago now isn't it um, yeah. March last year yeah um, we traditionally as a pub restaurant um, it's your standard pub fare to a uh, to, to a decent quality, you know, your standard uh, items that you get at a traditional English uh, restaurant and pub uh, with a, a special board, which is the playground for the chefs. And so we're, we've been doing that for the last 10 to 13 years since my family have owned the pub. Um, and then we got thrust into lockdown um, and we realised that, you know, <laughs> we need to do something else, do something different to, to try and diversify. and. And, and give the local community something they need. So we've, we've kind of, our, our food has evolved, if you like, over the last nine months to not what we were doing before, which works really well when you're dining in, but what people want to eat when they're in lockdown and when they're stuck at home with takeaway, which you may not be able to get from other local takeaways. So. We've still been using our fantastic network of suppliers local suppliers where we can as well so uh, Easter's which is a phenomenal 
um, uh, fruit and veg supplier locally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Clark's Butchery at Heveningham, um, mm-hmm. they're, they're an awesome supplier. Their, their quality is always great. But whilst I'm talking about suppliers, we, we weren't able to do any of this without our suppliers. So they've been um, key to us being able to trade and open throughout these, these oh, Bless time. you. Yeah, and I think absolutely. I mean, obviously, given the way that your industry in particular, along with other industries, has been but really massively affected because for the majority of, like you say, the last 12 months, you haven't really been able to open fully at all, um, albeit for a very short sense of time. And, and people do forget about the supply chain that's sort of the lifeblood behind pubs and restaurants, don't they? Oh, exactly right, exactly right. If, if we didn't have such great, loyal suppliers, uh, we wouldn't have been able to open up and, and deliver a service to our local community. So mm. if anyone needs any praise, it's, it's, uh, it's our suppliers mm. that have managed to, to work their way around all of the the issues they've been faced with and give us a reliable service. Fabulous. Shout out to the yeah, local yeah. suppliers. Yeah, I love that. Um, going back to what you were saying about the food, you said one of the things you said was sort of that you were doing kind of standard high quality um, pub pub grub. One thing I would say probably about your food at the Bird in Hand is it's certainly not standard. Um, <laughs> one of the things in particular, well, one of the things I particularly love about your menu is that you have a really um, substantial and interesting um, vegetarian and vegan option uh, offering. So, um, for me, well, for me being vegetarian, it's really nice to be able to order food that's not just sort of perhaps one or two items, and it's actually really quite imaginative. Thank you. That, I, I can't take any praise for that. Sir. That's <laughs> down to the, the foresight of, of our head chef here. We, we, we're quite a young team here. I'm getting older pretty quickly. <laughs> Especially this yeah. year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've got a relatively young uh, culinary team. They're quite forward-thinking, but they've got a lot of energy. Um, and I can wholeheartedly um, understand but people getting beaten by this and getting beaten down by it and not having much motivation. Mm. But we're lucky that, that the team that we've got, they're keen to try new things, new ideas, and they get great satisfaction from customers enjoying their food. So Sean being um, a, a really uh, good head chef, he, he loves looking after um, vegans and vegetarians alike. And he's got quite a unique mind, or put it that way, when it comes to creating new flavours. And yeah. some things, I look at the menu, I go, really, Sean? <laughs> he goes, yeah, 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 trust me. I'm like, mm, okay, I'll trust you. He puts on it, flies out the door. So I take my hat off to Sean, great credit to him, because um, I'm not a, a vegetarian or vegan. However, I've tried uh, quite a few of his dishes, and uh, he won't be able to change me, I'm afraid. But they're, they're quite <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's really, I think um, it shows, like you say, a real kind of culinary insight to offer a menu which hit, kind of um, hits the button for, for veggies and non-veggies as well. I think that's really good that you've got that, the offering to both types of people. Yeah. yeah. And well, we've got one, one, one local and name, he, he frequented our takeaway in the first lockdown. And he was a real meat eater. But because of Sean's vegetarian and vegan menu, he is now 100% turned vegan. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's quite cool. And he he kept commenting on the post, going, damn you, Sean, I used to really love chicken, but now I've I've gone the other way. I've gone to the dark side of the light. <laughs> the green side. <laughs> the green 
Oh my goodness! Oh, fantastic! So I, I was getting that leads me on to my next thought is so from your menu at the moment. Um, what would you say? What is, do you know? What's the most? What's the most popular dish wise? Oh, the most popular dish wise at the moment. Um, oh, what's the most popular dish? To be honest with you, um, our, our big bird burger. Uh-huh. Even though it's a premium price, you know, thirteen quid. I thought when we when we launched this take, I thought oh, people going to pay thirteen quid for a burger. But you know, you've got other options that you've got around here. You've got kebab house burgers, fine, but you don't know what they are, and, and other food establishments. But people are, are quite happy to pay a premium for a, for a really good quality in-house, yeah. very expensive um, raw ingredient meal, and yeah. people seem to love it. And our big bird burger has not uh, uh, changed at all, and it's. Um, Served with gourmet gourmet chips and, and and such like, and people people go mad for it, and um, so that's that's really really popular. It's a good good. Um um, yeah, big burger. I definitely the most popular. Oh, well, I'll have to try the big burger next time. Our son, I think he tried a burger, didn't he? he, he had a, yeah, I think he had a, a junior burger. Yeah. There wasn't the big bird burger, but he did enjoy that. That's one of the, the funny things we've had. So we've had a couple of takeaways from you guys over the um, over lockdown, and um, a, a real, I don't know, a, a sort of a show of how great your food is is when the kids love it too like kids are notoriously they can be notoriously fussy it's a bit hit and miss with them but they've absolutely in fact when we ordered we got a takeaway just for ourselves and they ended up stealing most of it so the next time we had to order them something as well So there we go. We can direct all the marketing at children, <laughs> so they can get their parents to order takeaways. Yeah, yeah. We might work on that. <laughs> I imagine the fact that most of them are at home at the moment is probably one of the main reasons people are ordering takeaways. To be honest, <laughs> certainly one of mine. Um, so yeah, you so you sort of touched on a little bit. So obviously, um, lockdown experience. How have things been for you? Um, you know, over the past twelve months. Listen, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. It's, been hard you know that being said and this is going to sound quite sadistic um we kind of enjoyed it and i, and I don't want to say that lightheartedly because to enjoy a pandemic is not good at all yeah, yeah. we kind of enjoyed the different pressures it's put on us to be able to create something um and try something new does that make sense so yeah although yeah. It's, it's thrust us into one uncertain times and 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 the the sort of damocles dangling above our heads financially yeah it's given us more more energy to spur on to do different things and try and find niche markets and try and make it work yeah um so coupled with the the inventive ideas that we bounce off all the chefs all the time the, the constant changing menu and supported by all wonderful local community and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our community and our return customers mm-hmm. um that's it, it's it's been a really interesting learning curve and it's something that that, that we've actually quite enjoyed um i don't want to <laughs> i've enjoyed the pandemic but we, we always like to be facing different challenges here and, and try and find a way of overcoming it um, you can sink or you can swim and I really love your positive attitude because I know I've spoken to you before um, a few months ago and I know that you guys have had it had it tough as so many people in your position have and um, but I still see you guys 
putting it out there, showing up every day. Like you say, you're really, really active on social media. Um, you know, your menu is is standout, and um, it's it, it takes a it takes a lot of energy and a certain strength of character, I think, to carry on like that. But I think it, it's testimony. It's testament to you guys because you're you're still here. You've kept going, and and hopefully, fingers crossed, eventually, 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 it will pay off because you know you'll be able to carry on when things do open up more kind of thing you've been offering this um during uh lockdown this takeaway service and that sort of thing collection service you you must have scored some new customers i expect we've got some wicked new customers <laughs> <laughs> these are people that um uh, we've never they've not really heard of them and they've, they've been coming back regularly and and they and they tell us that, that we can't wait for lockdown so we'll come and, and support you, which Aww. is really heartwarming and, and really nice to know that we're doing something right and we're getting new customers, which is which is really good to see. So Alex, um, you're you're fully back to the takeaway now, obviously. Um, we are. Yep. Yeah, so. Um, for anybody who hasn't been to you yet, do you want to just uh, explain how easy it is to order food from it and come and collect it? How it all works. How it all works, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. So we try to make the process as streamlined as possible because I, like many, get frustrated when I try and pay something online and it's not, not too easy. Mm. So we have gone to our suppliers, Eastern Cash Registers, who we've been with for 13 years, nice local company, uh, family business and and they've been very, very supportive. They've created an online portal for us. So cool. if you go to our Facebook page or our website um, and scroll uh, up or down and click the order food button, that'll take you directly to our online menu. You can peruse the menu, add the items that you want to purchase into your shopping basket, like if you're going to um, Amazon or, or any other shop online. Yeah. And just follow the instructions, in, input your details, uh, pay for it online securely, um, and when you arrive here, you wait in your car, we give you a call to let you know your food is ready, and you come to the collection point, which is outside, and there's only one person at the collection point at one time, and it's zero contact, um, so it's very, very safe. Uh, all of the chefs wear masks, um, and uh, once you've purchased your food, you, you head back to your car and head off home and hope you enjoy. <laughs> Definitely cool. enjoy. Yeah. I think if I was picking up, I'd probably just pull over to the nearest lay-by and eat it all <laughs> and get home and tell everyone no, I'm, they were shut. I got there, but <laughs> there was no one there. <laughs> That's why I never do the collection. Yeah. <laughs> and sort of looking to the future as much as it is possible to do, um, how far ahead do you plan? Have you got plans for the future? Have you got plans, you know, if we open? Have you got plans if we don't, if we sort of open up from lockdown, that is? Um, what, what are we looking at with, with regard to your business for the next 12 months? Well, that's such a good question. Very well presented, Steph. I mean, we, thankfully, um, have got some ideas in the pipeline. Mm. Um, some of those are restricted by regulations and the restrictions that are imposed by the government mm -hmm. and the, the, the current um, uh, climate. So uh, we'll put those in the back burner until we're allowed to do parties, we're allowed to have outside events, we're allowed to have big gatherings, etc. So they're, they're in, the, in the pipeline, they're on the back burner. But we do have ideas for some, some events, but I won't tell you what those are now. <laughs> With regards to the next three to six months, we've got to be realistic, guys. I mean, we... <laughs> We've plunged into a long lockdown. Cases are rising at a rate of knots. Mm. There's a vaccine which is kind of being rolled out. 
Uh, I'm an optimist, as you know. But being a realist, we're going to be in lockdown until March, April. And then we're going to stop climbing down the tiers. So we've just got to keep our menu inventive Mm -hmm. and and do what the customers want. We engage as many people as we can. Say, guys, what do you want? Um, And just keep adapting our takeaway and keep the offering fresh. We've just boosted up our brand new pizza oven today. This is really exciting. Oh, fabulous. Um, So this is our our twin deck uh, stone uh, baked pizza oven, which Tristan's playing with at the moment. He burned the first one, but I won't um, won't, won't, won't meddle with him. So he's he's perfecting that at the moment. Um, But we did a poll on social to see if people wanted pizzas. And pizzas, people can't get enough pizzas apparently. So we had the most engagement on one of our. But being the burden hand of being a bit different, you know, we are. We're going to do proper gourmet um, with all local produce where we can get it. Wait for them. (laughs) I know. I'm looking at a picture, actually, that you posted at the beginning of December when you were, uh, Tristan was dabbling with his pizza oven. And um, I I remember thinking then, oh, you're speaking to a a real pizza Uh, addict here so I could literally eat pizza every night of the week I think I don't but it, but I would <laughs> given the chance I'm, I'm so in that count I'm so bad the pizza was purely for me I'm not finally before we let you go um we couldn't really end this without talking about um, the sort of Norfolk food that you like. So have you got any particular faves when it comes to sort of local produce or any other place? Obviously, the Bird in Hand, we know, will be your favourite place to dine. Um, do you like eating anywhere else locally? Um, and what sort of, you know, local dishes you love? Tell us about, you know, what, what Norfolk food you particularly like, Alex. But as a standout restaurant, which is very small, um, and it's out on the coast, and it's my favourite restaurant. And it's not just purely because they do awesome seafood, awesome steaks, uh, and have a great menu, and the consistency is always bang on, but the team is phenomenal. But it's a little restaurant called The Shed in Galston. Oh, um, okay. Now, I don't know if been there, but they've got six tables in there. Yeah. It's a... The, 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 the owners are lovely and it's such a close-knit friendly atmosphere in the kitchen you can watch them cook and Robbie the, the head chef he was he was great he would interact with all the tables and it creates a very unique dining experience which you, you seldom get anywhere they use local seafood they use local butchers um, and I've never had a bad meal there and mm. it's a credit to them uh, how they made such a small business with six covers work for them and you have to book three or four weeks in advance they, they're that mm. busy and it's the shed uh, the shed in Galston you said the shed in Galston oh fabulous yeah. I've got a lot of time for Galston actually I think it's a really nice place to visit mm. ditto ditto brilliant well thank you so much for your time today Alex is that Andrew have you got any other no, questions that for is, um, thank, I just wanted to say thank you for keeping us fed <laughs> During this period of time. <laughs> no problem. And um yeah, we will uh we will speak again soon, no doubt. We look forward to seeing what you're up to on social media. Um take care and stay safe. Yeah, stay safe, guys. Thanks very much. Well, that was our breakdown of food in lockdown, what we've had, what we've enjoyed, and um, where we've had it from. Hopefully, um, it might inspire you to try some of the places out. 
if you already have tried them out, then um, that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, if you can't try them out at the moment, then maybe just bookmark them mentally for uh, a later date. Yeah, and I just wanted to say that it's really important at this period of time, because we know a few of the places take a little break during January, is to check their websites, check their social media yes. accounts to see if, what they're doing at the present time and when they're open. Absolutely, yeah. They might not actually be serving food uh, this early on in the new year. Um, if you have had some excellent takeaways during lockdown um, or enjoyed some good local food, then we love to hear about it. We would, yes. By all means, contact us uh, via the website enjoyingnorfolk.co.uk or you can find our contact details uh, from wherever you downloaded this podcast episode. We love hearing about your feedback. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it and are feeling suitably hungry now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll speak with you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.